If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM. Let's create. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power Dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Yeah. Welcome to J.M., yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Jill Scott presents J.L. with my sister friends, Aja. And Laia. And I'm Jill Scott. Okay, okay. Mm. Having one of those days, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, today we're going to talk, okay? We're going to talk about the thin line between loving you and loving me. And specifically what we mean here is the thin line between loving our black men and loving ourselves. Let's go. So the main thing for me is just the fact that being in relationship with black men is a form of us kind of stepping up and doing our kind of revolution work. And loving black men is part of that. Being able to give a black person love and nurturing is a part of, is a revolutionary act. Loving black people, black people loving themselves. However, it's a particular little situation for us as Black women because we also really put ourselves on the line and make it very difficult to love ourselves in that situation because we find ourselves protecting them because they are at risk, but we put ourselves at risk protecting our men. I think that we've fallen into a terrible trap where we, in order, like, like what you said, like in order to protect them, and we're looking at them as a whole 
you know, instead of an individual. This guy, what, what did we say before? Uh, did me a disservice or this? What did we say was the line? Which guy was we talking about? We were talking about this guy wronged me. Wronged me. Yeah, wronged we did say something that sounds... To be specific, when we're looking at Black men, we're looking at as this gigantic hole and we don't want to... Obviously, we don't want to see anybody in prison. We know that these are, this is somebody's son. I'm a mother to a son, you know, and Aja's mother to a son as well. And we don't want to be that person that puts another Black man behind bars. Mm -hmm. However, because we don't have street justice like we used to, mm. where you could say to your cousin and them, go whoop his motherfucking ass mm -hmm. because he did this to me. We don't really have that the way we used to. There used to be a certain level of street justice where you could affect somebody. You know, uh, we had the neighborhood pervert who lived across the street from Dobbins and would be playing and fiddling with itself, you know, when all the girls walked by. You know, that was a conversation. You could go to your elders and say, hey, listen, elders by that, I just mean the grown-up men in the neighborhood and say, hey, so-and-so um, across the street is acting real crazy. You know, I, I saw him with his penis out and he's playing with himself behind the column when all the girls come outside. And what, would they, what would they do, Jill? What would the men in the neighborhood do? They would step to him. They would absolutely step to him and, and somebody's ass would be whooped. If I see you outside, hey, I'm watching you, homie. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to see you talking to nobody. I don't want to see no little girls coming in your house. We're watching you. Mm. You know, there was a certain level of, of street community justice. We don't really have that anymore. And we're looking as, as black women, we're looking at the whole instead of the individual. And that fortunate lie, that has to stop. It just has to stop. You, sir, are accountable for your actions, your actions. I can't put, it's like we've got our minds twisted where we put everybody, we put in all of ourselves in these categories. You know, I speak for myself. I speak for a certain, you know, amount of, of Black women, I would assume, or women in general. But at the same time, they have their own voices. Right. They're not me. I am me. So you may agree with me on some things and disagree with me on others. I, I can't say that I speak for everybody. And I don't think that we, as Black women, have to continue this. I don't think we have to continue this. I think it's over. I hope that it's over. Mm -mm. That guy, that guy did me wrong. He wronged me. You understand? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I think in theory, it's a situation where, yeah, I mean, we definitely shouldn't continue this, but there's so many things that make it complicated. So let's say that guy who did that to you is an important person in the Black community, and maybe they've done some really great things. Or let's say that the person who, maybe let's say the person didn't wrong you, but they require a high level of emotional labor. And that labor is associated with his, 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 his experience with racism. So it's like, I think sometimes we find ourselves having the same challenges, no matter what the scenario is, because interacting with black men with love 
it has that extra layer of responsibility for us as Black women that then makes our just general existence so that much harder. So Exhausting. Yeah, so if I have to expel X amount of emotional labor for you Mm -hmm. as the one other group of people who cares about you most, right, that then who is doing that for me? And then as Black women, we all know where we stand in society and what type of resources we have or lack thereof. So there's no, what is that? We end up being that for each other. Mm -hmm. So I just, my thing is that loving Black men is a very complicated dance that we are continuing to try to stay up on the beat but we're we're falling apart. As black women, we are probably just now, in my opinion, having conversations around really preserving ourselves and looking at preserving ourselves as the nation work. Whereas not even 15 years ago, we were looking at preserving black men as our nation work. And even still in the social media internet's world, you will still hear people say things like, black women have more opportunities than black men. And black Mm -hmm. women are doing better than black men are doing. So therefore saying that we then have to, we deserve less. And that is problematic and not even accurate. Yeah, because that puts a whole nother chip on your shoulder as a black woman too. Because now it's like, oh, he thinks that too. So now I have to placate him and make him feel it's 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 just an interesting cycle. It's it's very challenging. Even when we win, we lose. Even when we win, we lose. And so how do we approach this idea now? How do we get black men to understand that the preservation of the black woman actually right is the nation work we all need to be doing, not just black women. Black women should not be the only people preserving black women. Mm. Yeah, it's hard when we still have to remind people to say black female victims of police violence's names in this situation. It's hard. It's like, who got us? And we hate to think about it like that because we know the truth. That's like one of those thoughts where you don't want to dive too much into it because it's going to hurt you because you know that I got a few brothers, but I really got my sisters. It hurts to even think about yeah. it. it. It hurts. This hurts. And and I have to say, like, <laughs> there's some amazing, amazing men mm-hmm. that have harmed me, that have wronged me. And I, it's very tough because I can't, I'm looking at the big picture. Ooh. Men that I respect. I'm talking from leaders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jill, I could only imagine. In the in the, the political arenas, reverence, mm-hmm. artists that will go on forever. And I've learned now since my last experience a year, two years ago, I guess it is now, since my last experience with a, a man that was completely inappropriate and just <laughs> it was astonishing how disrespectful he was and he tried to make it funny 
and it wasn't. Um, I've taken now to calling things out immediately right now in front of everybody. This is where I am today. The other things that have occurred, I have moved on and I tread lightly in their area when I'm around them. I call them as I see them. So every time I see them, I call them what I know them to be. So when I see, you know, that guy. Like, what's up, some of my bitch? Yep. Hey, pimping. What's up, pimping? What's going on? Because I just had this situation yeah. not too long ago. Uh-huh. I now know that, I, number one, I'm going to call it out immediately in front of everybody. I'm going to call my brothers I'm going to call my good dudes. I'm going to call my homies and let them know what kind of situation I'm in so they can step to this dude. And if it continues in any way, shape or form, then I have to go further. I have to because I've I've done all of my due diligence. I've talked to you personally. I've gone to my, I guess, what you want to call my my bosses or my superiors or, you know, executive producers or whatever you have, the networks. I've done those things. And and now I got to call my homies. And if you still want to get nasty, you still want to be disrespectful, you still want to act like you don't know how to be professional or respectful, then I have to go further. And what does further mean? That means I have to uh, address it legally because you don't know how to act that means you have a problem that means something is wrong with you and you're you're no good in this society you're no good here it just felt like we were going into this space of like the protection of black women which is a very scary conversation for me to have because it really forces you to be open about your experiences and i was going to ask y'all for me It's more about not just those interactions on a one-on-one with a brother, but then when that happens in front of other brothers that you are friends that love you. Because I've been in way too many situations with brothers that we know. I I remember I had one dude tell me he was going to smack the shit out of me, right? And I was in in my face backstage at the uh, electric factory. Everybody, that's a performance venue in Philadelphia. And I'm like, okay, I, I want you to do this. I wish that you would. But at the time, it was like a lot of people that we know and loved it. And even still, when I didn't know if they exactly saw what he said and I brought it back up to these brothers that we know and love, it was like, well, you know, he's he's a legend. You know, I really respect him. You know, that's the OG. And you know, that's the, you know, and you know. And it's been other situations, even in, for me being a, a producer of a, a night show on a radio show. With, with men, a hip hop radio show and opening the door for artists and stuff like that. And just not feeling, it's just not feeling protected amongst those men. Like Jill, I'm in this, in this conversation, I was kind of jealous that you had somebody to call because to be honest, I don't know who I have. I can't depend on any more of the, the men that love me and know me that they would have my back all the time in those situations. It's been too many times when I've been proved otherwise. Ugh. And here, and, and this is this is where we're at, is that, and I'm glad you brought this up, Laia, because it's not just about the actions of individual Black men. It's also about how they are perceived and received by the men around them. Because we talk about the old school justice and it's like, well, how was, it can't even be implemented. Right, it can't because there's not enough, it, it, who is this man that did it? Do I know him? You know, it's- Right, or 
you have a situation where it may even come into play where it's like, well, why are you trying to tear a brother mm. down? Girl, he was just playing. He, what about he was just playing? If you have a critique of a black man, you are somehow trying to bring him down, talk bad about him, ruin his legacy, all of this kind of craziness. And my thing is this. I would love to have a conversation with black men about, hey, listen, what, what, critique, what critique can you take? Not that I give a Ooh. shit, because honestly, I don't Ooh. care. I don't care what kind of critique you can or cannot take. That program, I have scratched my name off. I will speak truth. I will speak truth to power no matter what color it is. So that's period. I am absolutely clear that my liberation is tied to theirs. So I don't actually love Black men when I keep allowing them to be partners in their own bullshit. Mm. I'm not doing that. That's not the nation work I'm interested in. So I'm like, I'm cool with that. So either you, if you want to call me all type of names, you can call me whatever names you want to. You can say whatever you want about me. But one thing is this, if the comfort, if the comfort I find is only in the experiences and the empathy of my sisters, then you're just proving me right. Listen, just real quick, fast story. When I was producing a night show in Philly and my girlfriend was an assistant to the head boss and she was the only chick there and all the dudes from the radio station was there. It was late night or whatever. She called me crying. She said, girl, this super popular, going to be legendary for the rest of his life rapper just smacked me on the ass in front of everybody, in front of that co-worker, that co-worker, that co-worker. What what, what they do, girl? Nothing. I'm the one that put my tennis shoes on, rolled the fuck up there and was like, what we doing? It's fucking 10 niggas in here and y'all gonna watch this shit happen and you ain't gonna say nothing? Because he is who he is? I'm sorry. I'm just saying. This shit is... It's, it's, mm, mm. It, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. But I think it's, it's one of those... Whew, it's like the way that I address my son and I'm, I am no grown man's mother. I'm, I'm just this one boy's mother and a couple of, you know, godmothers to other and aunties to others. And I'm just like, <sighs> you have to be held accountable. You have to apologize. You have to check yourself. You have to acknowledge that you're wrong, that you're wrong. I can move forward from that. I can move forward with you if you acknowledge that you're wrong and, and apologize. I'll take a public apology. I'm okay with that. That's cool. You know? I, yeah. I mean, well, the patriarchy is strong. It is. So at the end of the day, a lot of men are just going on the ways in which they've been mm. taught and programmed and pushed to understand and take a man's word over a woman's word to protect the maleness before they protect the womanness. It, it's just part of the way that we're all programmed. And really, at the end of the day, who do I always blame? Who fault is it? The big WS. It's white supremacy at the end of the day because we are all just imitating the value systems that we get from that. I mean, that's just, a, that's we're inundated with it. So Black men, I this is just my opinion, are going to have to understand the big P word. Black men really need a nice two or three day retreat where they understand what patriarchy is and how they're complicit in it. Black men are going to have to have that moment where they realize that this is a part of them, of, of the attack on them. 
but that's part of it. Mm. And so if they're not willing to have that conversation and really see how those things are linked, it's a language in which we'll, we'll never really be speaking the same language. Mumu Fresh had, had you know, went viral in, in of, of, I think it was like a year ago or more, where she talked about being a black woman is, is literally like being a, is being black two mm. times. Because it's like you're dealing with racism and sexism in the same vein all the time all of the time. So the conversation with you is unique. You cannot have a conversation about black women and just talk to black men. You can't have a conversation about black women and just talk to white women. You have to talk to black women because our experience is the unique one. It is the one in which you will understand all of them within us. Hmm. Anna Julia Cooper, I'm gonna quote her. She said, as a black woman, I'm the only person who can walk in the room and bring the entire race with me. You can't have a discussion about black liberation and not talk about liberating black women. And you can't talk about liberating black women if you don't hold black men accountable. Mm. Can't do it. Won't happen. That's what we want. I do, but I'm scared. I told Asians all the time, I'm scared to hold black men accountable in front of company. And I know it's wrong to even say that out loud, but I, it's some, in my mind, I just I, sometimes I just want us to have meetings ourselves first and get our messaging right. And then we can go out there and, and you know, expose stuff. I just, I want us to get our messaging right. I, I want us to get our house clean before we have somebody come in. There is no amount of censorship that's going to make white people less racist. We can't keep thinking that our sensitivity is going to protect Black men from racist white people. It's not. I do think that we should have, this is idealistic, but it works in other communities. It works in the Jewish community. It works in areas of of the great continent where there is a tribunal. There are people that you know, it's it's their job. They although they're butchers, and you know, mm-hmm. some are scientists, and some are parents, and some are reverends, and you know, it's it's not about a religion or a one distinct faith. It is about holding ourselves accountable outside of public view. It, it's about that. I feel like we need that. I just, but then it's it, I but then that. it's hard because then we got to deal. Excuse me for giving my truth. Where, where, got, your ass, where your ass gets taxed, where it matters. People are are less likely to do things if they, you know, are getting taxed. Like, what was that movie that Spike Lee did where they kidnapped Black people? Drop Squad. He was like the ex- executive producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, to have a Drop yes. Squad in every city, in every town. Where you're held accountable for your That's actions. the dream, Jill. That's the dream. That's the dream. It's, it's a beautiful dream. That's what I want. I don't want to have to send any Black men to, to jail. I don't want to be a party of Black men not getting an opportunity that his talent deserves. But I don't mm-hmm. want you to harm me. I don't want you to wrong me. I don't want you to be disrespectful to me. Oh. I'm with you. I don't want to send nobody to prison. I don't even believe it. Or my sisters. Cut it Yeah, out. I might send your ass to yeah, war, no. though. That's my shit. I'm like, you might as well just start sending my fuckers to the army. <laughs> send them to war. And fight, yes, and that's fight what for my who, one. Yeah, just whatever. And fight for who? For, for whatever, because what? now it ain't your choice. You done did your crime, and you don't want to go to jail? Go ahead and fight for something. Do something with your time. I like the idea of tribunal. 
I think that that's very African. So I'm with anything that's African. So it goes there before you even call anybody. Hold on now. Let me ask. Let me put a monkey. Let me put a monkey wrench in y'all tribunal real quick. Because how we gonna have a tribunal, right? When he gonna go home and tell his wife all his business, and she don't look like us. What you gonna do with the ones that that? that what you gonna do with them? What you gonna do with them? What you gonna do with them? Wife can't be on a tribunal. Shit. What's she got to do with it? I'm just saying that she'll be a part of this information that was in the community because we had. What do you do with the Van Joneses of the world? Listen, I don't care. That part of it's cool with me. I'm like, hey, listen, long as we get the the business handled. Okay. And all right. Long as the business get handled. All right, Kamal, you can come, but you're going to have to be quiet and don't go home and tell your wife. Yes, I'm calling names. Yes, I'm calling names. I'm just saying. Girl, you're not about to get us all the way in trouble. I'm sorry. That's not y'all. This is the, uh, the opinions of Laia are strictly the opinions of Laia, but I do have concerns over the... the. I'm only calling out the names of black men who are about the cause, but don't, aren't only in their work practices. So I'm just saying that your home situation is different. So I just... My whole thing is like this. I don't care who you marry to. long as you protect black women at all costs, you can marry whoever oh, yeah. you want to marry. Amen. That's true. There it is. My thing is all tied into how you how you operate. It's an interesting challenge, I feel. But yes, I'm with how you. Do, how do we dictate accountability? And I love what we're doing here because we're using our imaginations. We're thinking, what is the world we want to build? What does it look like? How does it hold people accountable? We're, we're thinking about justice. We're thinking about these things. And to me, this is the work. This is the work. Not figuring out how we can throw our bodies over top of black men and protect them from racism. Like, no, that's not the work. This, this is the work for me, in my opinion. It's going to be the work for them too. It's going to be, it's going to be in this. Yeah. Well, I'm open to hear all ideas. Maybe we need to do that. Y'all should we, oh, should we open up a, I don't know. It's just not like a series where we just talking to black men. Then how, how do we move forward from here? We'll be back after the break. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. 
When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. Now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I have a friend. He lives in a village in South Africa. And he's Zulu. And he always talked about the the tribunals, how you have to be accountable to other men. And this whole process of, uh, it's kind of like a bar mitzvah, you know, but you travel up the mountain and they teach you how to cook and how to fight and how to listen and how to make love to a woman and how to be a man in a, in a lot of ways. I guess every way that, that counts, how to cry, how to be okay with that. And then they cut your foreskin off with a hot rock. And then you have to climb um, down the mountain. Be- <laughs> yep, 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 okay. yep. And by, the time, okay. mm-hmm, and by the time you get down to home, you are now a man. You've gone through the whole process. That was mind-blowing that this occurred. There are certain things that, that he would call the white man's, not predilection, he would call it the white man's perversion. What, is, yes. what, 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 what other example would that be? Well, he said that oral sex was a white man's perversion. Oh, uh, what, what, on both sides? The, both, both ways? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'd make it yeah, sure. that, that, <laughs> yeah, that that was something that we didn't involve ourselves in. I have no idea because sex has been happening since the beginning of sex. So, you know, I don't know. But, you know, I just heard those things, you know. I wouldn't be in. surprised. The Romans, they, they, they was free. They were real free. Yeah. Freaky dicky. Some things, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, we just we just got on this joint like 20 years ago, it's, so it is very possible. Right. <laughs> right. 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 
Truth. Wait, Lord. Listen, I remember when my girlfriends was like, you doing what? Right. <laughs> right. I remember when a guy would rather, you know, get hit by a car than admit that that's something that he was involved in. Remember Listen, that? Yes. That was yes. that was a real, real thing. Oh, and if he's Jamaican, it's still a real thing. But now, <laughs> that, yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. And now, uh, you know, you've got guys online with their 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 name is I eat ass. You know, like that's a real thing. Like they're finding freedom in their sexuality, but it's all based on somebody else's idea of what sexuality is. Wow. Where is the sensuality? Where is the I don't know. How, how would we found out about ancient African sexuality? That's interesting. I'm like, was it a thing? I, West African sexuality? It had to be. It had to be. What on earth would, would provoke somebody to cut off a woman's clitoris? Huh. All right. There's a lot of power in orgasm. <sighs> ah, true. What on earth would possess somebody to do that? You know, I've read the books. It's about taking away all of that, that passion, I suppose. But NASA, no, no way. I, I personally find out. I just feel like when all else fails, I just basically just blame the white man. So I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because it's it's a real I mean, thing. It ain't a lie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a real thing. I mean, yeah, I'm going to generally go with that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I would like to. I, I, you know what? I'm going to find that out. I'm going to reach out to some scholars. I'm I believe Asia could find out. Yes. Of course she can. That's why she is here. Around the oral sexuality and, and all the sexuality, period. We'll find out what is it to have African sex at its core? Like, where does that come from? What if we found out that African sex is like missionary and boring as fuck? I doubt these things. I doubt that. Okay. Right. I doubt the people that derive from rhythm. I doubt, I doubt these I things. I mean, but even in missionary, I'm just saying your, your rhythm matters. I'm just... Yeah. Uh, uh, where, are, where, where we come from? What was we talking about? It can be hot. <laughs> All things can be hot, depending on who you hot and with. But yeah, I'm who just... you hot and with. Mm. Mm. That's true. Who you hot and with? Come on and speak, sister. I mean, you know. Okay, so going back to being the protector. Right. I know that we're the hunters. I don't know that we were meant to be the protectors. Hmm. I think like looking back at films like Claudine and how the government got inside of our families. And if you needed assistance, you were allowed assistance, but you could not have a man help you do a damn thing. And husbands die and relationships break up and, you know, a black woman is left to try to be, you know, the provider for a family. Mm-hmm. I just watched the science of it all, the separation of it all. And, you know, a lot of people will argue and, and talk about the Willie Lynch letter. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a historian and I, I can't tell you that that is true or false, but I know that it has some validity. Separate the young from the old, separate the men from the women, separate the the parents from the children, separate the men from the women, separate the light from the dark. These things have worked. They have worked with us. And here we are all of these years later, and we are struggling to maintain healthy 
relationships between men and women. And I'm just here, I'm just going to put it out there and tell you, you know, men, brothers that are listening, you are necessary. You are needed. And I don't know, you, you know, this whole feminist thing where we're we're so strong that we don't need you. It is it is not the truth. It is not the truth. We have to because we're out here by ourselves. Do we want to? No. You are necessary. As uncles, as neighbors, as fathers, as grandfathers, as brothers, as lovers, as husbands, as you are necessary. And, and anything else is just not the truth. It is not. I can't tell you enough how valid and how important you are. I cannot tell you enough. So we need you to speak up on our behalf. We need you to, I don't care if you have to pull somebody aside. I don't, I, I don't know how you deal with things necessarily, but the attacks on us for you to sit quiet or for you to enjoy them as, as entertainment, for you to chime in and say, yeah, that's how those black bitches are or whatever that is. Like it, it needs to cease and desist. You need to stop that. You're only hurting yourself. You're only hurting yourself. You're only hurting yourself. You have to start being mindful of who you stick your roots into. You have to. Picking up and, and just being with any old body because she got a fat ass is just stupid. It's, it's dumb. And then, of course, that one thing begets something else. Now you're in a situation where you're in some kind of, you know, legal fight, whether it is to see your child or to not see your child, how much money you pay a month <laughs> for a child you don't spend time with. It, it, all of this stuff, it leads us down a terrible slope of broken families, of, of heartaches that only begat heartaches. You have to wake up now. And we have to wake up too. We have to be accountable for one another. You, you cannot just keep ignoring our hurts. You're supposed to protect us. You're supposed to be our protector. Where are You're you? You're supposed to love us as much as we love you. At the very least, can you just love us as much as we love you? Because I fucking love black men. I do can I just too. hear you exclaim it? Can I just, can I see it? Can I see it? I mean, I think, Snap snaps to all of this because I do. But I, I again, I feel like we have shown our love and our appreciation for black men so much. I know. You know, I don't feel like this is something that is lacking. And I know you weren't saying this, but in terms of just like feminism or womanism or anything or any of that, there's no premise of that that is about disliking or discrediting black men. And I think they have to kind of get that part out of their minds also, where it's like, this is just about understanding and valuing that person who is devalued. And that's very important that we continue to look at ourselves as a family and realize there are people in this family who are most vulnerable and addressing those that are most vulnerable. I, I wrote this thing one time about my mom, how we were going to go to this amusement park and my mother was visiting and she wanted to go, but she at the time, her mobility wasn't such that she could. And she thought she wouldn't be able to go to this um, amusement park. And I told her, I said, well, you know, a lot of times amusement parks are, you know, handicap accessible. So I was like, well, why don't we just go see? 
I said, you know what? I will just bring a, a wheelchair. So I had one at the house. We bring the wheelchair. I know that this is going to be a little bit more effort on my part and the kid's part, but I'm like, she deserves to have a good time. So I take her and we go. When we get there, they have these scooters, right? So we're excited, like, oh, boom, we'll win a scooter. We rent the scooter and everything. And when she gets the scooter, she also gets a wristband. It's a wristband that gives her the opportunity to skip the line, right? So because she's with us, she skips the line, but because we're with her, we get to skip the line too. So the whole day, we never had to stand in line for one ride. We rode all the rides like two or three different times. She had a ball. And the reason why I'm telling that story is because if you focus your energy on the person in the group who's the most vulnerable, everybody wins. Mm. Everybody gets to ride the ride three times. You better teach a lesson. Damn. Well. Damn. So I just need men and everybody to understand who's the most vulnerable. It's not a competition. It's just about realness. Let's be real and let's look out for each other. That's that's the point. You know what I mean? Because you to be black, to be black and woman, to be black and disabled, to be black and queer, to be black, queer and disabled. Mm. These, it's all layers of vulnerability. And our job always is to pick who's the most vulnerable and center the entire nation work around them. That's a powerful community. Very. As black women, we are able to somehow, some way, we are we are something else. I, I remember hmm. us not having food. We had gone through a time, and I watched my grandmother throw together stuff like rice and tuna fish, and make some kind of casserole. Come on, you know, and make that thing stretch. I watched my my mother make. Potatoes. We had potato souffle. We had potato soup. We had <laughs> potato cakes. We had potato. We had French fries. We had potato. We had potato. We had potatoes because that's what we had. And yup, yeah. our wrists swelled up and our, our ankles <laughs> swelled up because we didn't have proper nutrition. But we stayed alive until that next neighbor showed up and and gave us a can of something or you know that family member stopped by with groceries to get us through the next week or or so Mm -hmm. and i look at that and i i see that kind of resilience we are very resilient but we are also exhausted so tired we're so exhausted so tired but you know what though it's interesting you know that connection between us and black men it is such a magical thing not even always in the romantic part of it it is just that rhythm and the way we are connected Mm. that that need to protect and be there I don't want that to go away in myself you know what I'm saying I just want to share it with myself Mm -hmm. and I think I'm so excited about how we connect with each other because when we start riffing it's everything 
and when we start communicating and we share the same language, that's the thing. Is that that's what they try to take from us, things like our words and our language. And so being on the same page and speaking the same language with each other is so essential. And when we are, when we're linked up, when Black women and Black men are linked up and they're in sync with one another, it is a power like none other. You know that feeling when you're in a room full of Black men and everybody, you can feel that they respect you? Yes. You can feel it? It is such, it's, it's like a, my, my ideas are out of control because I know I'm supported. I'm held up in this room. It's liberating. And it, it, the, the way that my mind processes, you know, I don't feel like I have to defend myself here. I, I feel I am safe here and I can speak up and be free to come up with something amazing that can be added to, can be pulled apart in a way that is respectful. Oh, that's my favorite kind of days when I'm surrounded by Black men that respect and love me. I look forward to that. It's so nice. Because I was sitting here, I was like, I thought you was going to say, I was thinking the flip side is living out here in California. Do y'all know that that feeling that you feel, Jill, when you, <laughs> I feel that way when I'm walking down the street in LA and a black man actually looks in my direction and acknowledges me and we have a head nod moment because it's so rare mm-hmm. that when it happens, you're like, <gasps> you see me? Thank you, you brother. Thank you, you brother. Too. And Have not even just because I see you too, because that because that brother always gets seen in LA. Don't forget, I'm in California. Yeah. These women love them. You know yeah, what I'm saying? All of them. But for him to see me, for him to see me in this town, you'll be like, okay, it's gonna be all right. It's so sad, but I literally every time it happens, I have that moment of like, I'm okay here. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. The safety of it all is the reason why we do all of this work is so that we create these kind of safe spaces for ourselves. That moment that you feel, we try to take that moment and multiply it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. All these moments so that we're, we're consistently feeling that feeling. Something really interesting happened to me recently where Tina and I were working on another project and we were doing like some interviews with people and we asked them, you know, when did they first or ever learn like about Black life? right? And like in school. And most people could not recall when that was, or if they did, it was like something really basic. And then I'll fast forward to, I was interacting with a bunch of um, freshmen at Howard and they were all taking like an Africana studies class, like intro to Africana studies. And a lot of them were saying the same thing. They were like, this is my first time being in a room full of Black people talking about Black lives and, like, they're freshmen in college. Mm, that's sad. So I think it's, it's important for us to continue to acknowledge that that moment that we that are kind of sitting here thinking about and lamenting over is a moment that we are often trying to experience but is a lot harder to experience than we would like it to be. Yes. It's just not a thing that we can always access. You know what yeah. I mean? And that that part of it, rather than making it make me sad, it, it, it motivates me. I feel motivated. I want more spaces where I feel safe around Black men in groups. And I'm not contemplating my safety. 
emotional or physical. And I think that's really a super important thing for us to do is to use that as a litmus. These moments are the moments we're looking for, you know? I want to shout out DJ Premier. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. That's a good dude. He is. Yes, he's also a girl dad, though. Yes, (laughs) he's a good (laughs) dude, and I love being in his company with the crew of men that he has around him. I appreciate and honor these moments, the moments that I had with the producers from A Touch of Jazz. I I loved being around that group of guys. I felt like... I second that notion. A touch of jazz, I felt like a sister. I felt like an auntie. I felt like a niece. I felt like a woman. And I felt like a woman that was cherished. And those are are great memories to have. And I, I, I love Black men, not just out of some mythical, you know, idea of who they are. I have seen you at your absolute best. And I, I love you. And when I see that, and I've seen you love a, a woman, a Black woman, beautifully. Yeah. I just, I, I want you to know that I've seen you and that who you are and what you are. I wish and pray for it for every single one of you. It's, it's a beautiful healthiness. It's a beautiful wholeness. And you deserve it. You deserve it. I want you to have it. like to shout out my husband, who's an amazing black man. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. He makes noise in the background right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he like, I'm trying to put up my goddamn door beads. <laughs> what I'm doing. saying. I'm fighting. I'm putting up the door beads. Come on. <laughs> He's trying to put up his door beads and I'm just waiting. I do want to shout him out because he he he's a he's a lovely lovely man, and and I've seen him and I know his personal history, and so I do also know that a person can struggle in the way of being a black man in mm-hmm. terms of the world that he comes into and the circumstances that the world will put in his lap, and he can still be engaged and and in love dearly and deeply and outwardly and really test the limits of the things that he may not know naturally that 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 the environment does that he could say you know forget that i didn't have to fine i know that happened to me and that's legit but my humanity is more important come on my woman's humanity is more important. My children's humanity is more important. And I want that for them, to be humans, you know? And I, I just have to give him that. He has always had a sense of that. Always. Y'all. Hmm? What's wrong? It's butterflies all over my windows. What you mean butterflies all over your windows? It's butterflies. Not cicadas? They're butterflies on my windows. <laughs> so that's beautiful and slightly creepy, but it really is. I'm like, I don't believe you. 
My daddy was just talking. Yo, can I just tell you? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Asia. But on the sense of butterflies, that's the person I was going to shout out was my father in that sense. The man who taught me joy and what a black man should be. But he just had a conversation with me today about how he was whistling at his window and the black butterfly came over and the black butterfly was just dancing. And he just kept on whispering and whistling and the black butterfly just kept on dancing. And that was the day. I just, that's. That's crazy that you had that happen to you. And I'm like... Well, yeah, bro, those are spirits. High yeah. spirits. Yeah, that's what that is. That's literally what that is. But thank you, Daddy, too, in that way, of showing me that all that being a Black man is limitless. Limitless. Especially emotionally. Ooh. I also would like to shout my dad. I'm going to shout my dad. My father has been passed away now for six years. And I want to shout my father because my father was a black man who had a hard time getting it right. I want to acknowledge him because he fell victim to a lot of the traps and a lot of the systems that are put out there to hurt him. And he actually did fall in. But my dad had so much beauty in him that one of the things he was able to do for me as his daughter was to show me how it looked to be adored. My dad adored me. Oh, yeah. He really did. Ditto on that age. I I appreciate that, you know, because those are my memories. Mm -hmm. Those are my memories of my dad being funny and being adventurous and silly and goofy and not being afraid of how other people would view him. Mm -hmm. My dad would run and joke and just be the most fun person. And I love that about him. Those are the ways he held on to his humanity despite you know, his mistakes or the things that he allowed, the mistakes that he made and the things that, you know, he fell victim to. So I just want the brothers to know you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. This is not about perfection. This is about reclaiming your humanity and reclaiming ours. This is really what it is about. Our, our work, our, our work with each other. I have a line where I say uh, it's become a mantra for me, <clears throat> I'm a little emotional about these butterflies, <laughs> but um, I have a mantra where I say, you, um, if you can't tell me what to do, then you can't tell me what to do. But if you can tell me what to do, then you can tell me what to do. Yes. I like yes. it. Yes. That's, that's the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal. And I don't, I, right. And I have no issue with being respectful or even submissive to to the right Person. I used to say all the time, Jill. Yes, I'm. I'm not. Yes, I'm not a submissive person, but I am ready to submit to the right man. Yes, I know that I can do that. Yes, and it, it's not so much when I, I I see chinks in your armor that I'm like, okay, I can't submit to you. It's all about character, and that's the one thing that I've definitely learned in this lifetime to take my sweet molasses ass time before I stick my roots into another somebody. All right, I'm writing this down today, on this day. I used to think in terms of submission. I knew, I knew Asia, I was just about to say to you, Jill, and Asia's going to say. And, and Asia is also Muslima, still. <laughs> that doesn't have anything to do with Uh-oh, it. why you gotta do that? Uh-oh. uh-oh no, I'm uh-oh. ready. Go have that. I used to think in terms of that, it's not that it doesn't have a place in life. You know what I mean? The word submit, it, it has its place ultimately in how we submit to the power of God. So there is, submission has its place in life, which is important. In, in, in partnering 
Fatih and I talked about this recently when we talked about roles and we talked about all the different things that we thought when we first got married and how so much gets lost when you think in terms of submission to each other. I think a lot of times it's just more about compassion Mm. and empathy and respect because those things, they just outlast submission. All of that. And I feel like in my life, I've come to have a deep compassion for my man because that is the thing that I was not taught. I've been taught to submit since I was little. That's what women are always taught, whether it's directly or indirectly. It's my compassion for him that I feel like is most useful for him. What is useful? Say it again, compassion, empathy, and... Respect. Respect. I just feel like my compassion for him is useful for him. Because it just as we're taught one thing, they're taught something also. They carry a heavy weight. I know. The leader and the I gotta know how to fix everything and da da da. And they don't be freaking knowing. They be confused and have anxiety and be fearful and scared. I'm and just so, realizing this, Asia. You are so right. Because they're so, what? Humans. Because they're human beings. Yeah. 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 And if we continue to attach submission to them, that's how we talk about God. Then we put a pressure on our men to be all-knowing. So I think the word has been kind of remixed. It's fair, but I I think that the word has been kind of remixed, too, when people say it now. I think it's a little looser than what we thought. I mean, I I feel like sometimes submission, when certain women say, especially those who perceive strong, or kind of say it in a sense of, I'm just ready to hand over the reins a little bit. Like, while I have them tightened, I'm looking forward to. But see, that has a lot to do with trust. Yeah. Handing over reins is about trusting that that person can handle that. Yeah. And that's the, the goal. You want to find a person in your life that you trust enough that you feel like you can hand, at least give him one of these reins so you can put your shoulders down a little and bit. And that's not, what I'm talking about. And that's what I think when we that's say submission, what that's what we're talking about. Yeah. I'm not talking about walking behind somebody with my head down. Yeah. You know, we're, I, I didn't think that. Aja, Aja, you have just blessed <laughs> my whole life right there. <laughs> Compassion. Empathy, respect, and trust. Oh, thank you. Girl, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's a cert. That's a cert. That was a a mint cert. Remember those, y'all, certs? Compassion, empathy, respect, and trust. trust. A cert. Remember the certs? Oh, I love it. Yeah. We'll be back after the break. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. 
This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. Now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Coming up next on the show, what's on your heart? An occasional segment where we check in with people we respect about how they're really feeling. Hold on, y'all. I think there's somebody calling. That must mean it's time for What's on Your Heart. We have someone on the phone. Let's see who it is. Care Gaines. Oh, man. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, friend. How What's you going doing? on? A little bit of everything, a whole lot of nothing. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I discovered Care Gains. Nobody else. It was just me. There you go. go. And how did you do that? Mm -hmm. I happened to be scrolling through the Instagram, and (laughs) I saw this video of this young man holding his daughter, speaking, I mean, truly speaking to the hearts and minds of young men about what it means to be a parent what it means to be a black man as a parent. And I was so impressed. I thought, 
man, he really just laid it all out there. Like it needs to be because, you know, so many of us were sticking our roots in the wrong people. Man. Uh, <laughs> man. So I retweeted or reposted. Yeah, POTUS posted. I reposted. That's how bad it is. It's all right. So I, I'm, I still call it the interweb. Oh, no, nah, you can't be that bad when you call it the interweb, though. I could, but... I could do what I want. <laughs> but I reposted him and I saw the response. Oh, yes. And what was the response, Care? Oh, my gosh. Overwhelming, to say the very least. I I don't know. It's like I told you when you first reached out to me. Like, I'm just a person who believes that they're just speaking the things that are on their mind. And for me to be in this body and have this face and have this voice and have this accent and have this background and have people who listen to my heart genuinely, it's the wildest thing I've ever been through in my life. I love it. But I'd be lying to you if I told you I knew exactly how to accept it. But coming from your mouth and you telling me that you love what I'm saying, that's just, I don't know. It feels strange and familiar. It feels alien and at home all in one fell swoop, if that makes any sense. This is why I fuck with Karen. This is why I, I do. Our first conversation, I just called him on the humbug, like, what's up? And it was a great conversation. It just continued to flow. I'm geeked about seeing young Black men that know what love is and express it in this way and are willing to share their thoughts and ideas and successes and failures. That's fantastic. And they woman still be Black. Yes. Oh. I mean, listen, <laughs> I, I got to tell you, don't lose the feeling. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Care, we got a question for you. What's up? That's what I'm here for. I want all the questions. What's on your heart? Oh, man. My therapist asked me that a few days ago. Yes, <laughs> a black man, a therapist. Yes. Yeah, my therapist is actually a black woman. She is outstanding. She's very steeped in spirituality. She's very blunt. She, <laughs> she, I feel like she understands me on a multitude of levels, which, which helps. But what's on my heart? Conflict right now. Let's go. And, you know, that's a million different avenues that can take conflict, right? It's just internal conflict I'm battling. Right now, I was talking to my wife this morning, and we were just talking about, like, how everything is kind of happening in our life is kind of becoming a brand now, which I don't mind because people get something positive from it. But like my very real stuff, I deal with anxiety. And that's something I've never really shared publicly. My anxiety was so bad at one time that I went to the doctor and they have you do a general anxiety test. It's like on a scale of zero to 10, how bad is your anxiety? And my range, mine hit so high that they wanted me to be prescribed medication. That ain't the route I really wanted to go. I feel like that's effective for people. And if it is, then, you know, by all means do that. But I just felt like my route needed to be a little different. So I didn't take that. But just battling with the anxiety and battling with the anxiety. And then going through, like, grad school and learning to become a therapist and battling the anxiety. And now what's on my heart is the conflict between knowing better. You know, I did a podcast the other day where I was telling the host, you know, one of the ways you deal with anxiety is to figure out what kind of relationship that you have with it. How do you greet it? Do you greet it with hate? Do you greet it with disgust? Are you very hard on yourself because you have anxiety and you let it anchor you down sometimes? 
And I, I told her that the relationship she has with her anxiety is really going to dictate how it bends her life and how she moves around it. And here I am, can't follow my own advice. And my heart is conflicted because I know better, but I still can't get it off me. I can't get it off me. Not as much as I would like to. My therapist brain tells me that I can't do everything. You can't be all the eggs in all the spaces in the whole carton. That's not how people work. But like my person brain is like, damn, look at this big bright burning spot where I'm failing. You know, it's sometimes it feels like your heart is like a report card where the F's weigh a little bit more than the A's. Mm. You know, you have a 4.0, you get one F. Your GPA is abysmal. Mm. You get all F's, you get one A, and it's hard for it to move a tick. And my therapist brain comes back and says that I should reframe that. I should look at that positively. Like, no, but you have the wins. You're just not getting all the nutrients out of your joys. And my real brain is like, yeah, but that shit hard. And sometimes I wake up and I don't want to be a husband or a father or social media, whatever the fuck. Come on. I'm just conflicted. And then it's like, damn, I got an opportunity to completely change my life. I just speak to people what's on my heart. And now we have movie producers and television producers and all types of people who receive high acclaim reaching out to us. What's on your brain? What do you think? Who wouldn't be blessed to do this? But it don't feel the way I thought it would. Mm. It's still a gap between what I thought, like, oh, I feel complete. Like, nah, it feels like the anxiety still tugs at that. So now I'm in a place where I'm trying to figure out what the hell is happiness, man? Like, you, mm. you, you think when, you, when I was younger, I thought it was the women. Then you realize it's not the women, it's the money. Then you realize it's not the money, it's the time. Then you're like, damn, it ain't even the time no more. It's always a, a place of need, and my anxiety won't let me just be happy in that one space fully. And that pisses me off, because I just want to be unapologetically, I don't give a damningly joyful all the time. I want my Ooh. cheeks to hurt from smiling all the time. It just may not be realistic. It is. Give it to me, man. Give it to me. It is realistic. It's just an effort. This is why I love care. I mean, I I don't use the word so lightly, but I I do. I appreciate you and I love who you are, young man. So proud of you. Really and truly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you're able to say the things that we all feel. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, Black men don't have the voice. I won't say they don't have the opportunity, but maybe that too. They don't have the voice to, to be transparent, to say I'm scared or I'm angry or I'm anxious or, you know, all of these things that happen to every human being. But you can have happiness. You're just going to have to fight. <laughs> you're going to have to fight for it. Yup. What does that mean? Means that you're going to have to guard who you have around you and your family. That the people that are around you need to be really positive and uplifting. And when they're not, they need to excuse themselves gracefully. Or you need to excuse them gracefully. Only reason I know this is because I've been working and trying my best to find and stay on on a cloud. That's what I want. That's what we all want, mm-hmm. you know, to live nice on that big cloud. Fluffy joint. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. It's so soft. <laughs> it smell good in there. I was going to say it smell good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Just want more time on it. Yeah. 
You're going to have to learn how to say no to some things if you haven't already. You can't do everything because you need to rest and because you need to hang out with your wife and you need to to make sure you're spending time with your daughter and you need to make sure, like we talked about, mm -hmm. uh, you and I having mm -hmm. time for yourself. That's what I, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's, I, I agree. I, I think it's, a lot of it is in time management. Like, okay, I did a lot today. I'm going to take a walk <laughs> and then I'm going to make a sandwich and then I'm going to take a bath. And you know what I mean? Just finding the ways that make you relax and then constantly, no matter what's going on, finding the things to be grateful about over and over and over again. I'm so grateful for that sandwich I just had. I know I've been saying sandwich a lot, but I've been eating a sandwich while really we've been good, doing huh? this podcast. The sandwich must have been Bob. <laughs> yes, and my sweet love brought it to me. That's what made it all the better. Make it even better. You know? Yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, just keep finding whatever. I'm I'm so grateful for these shoes. You know, Find your peace, too. Find your peace, whether that be prayer, meditation, yeah. or whatever. But that's also a factor. Yeah, definitely. I mean, listen, I'm over here with my mind. My mind is blown. First of all, I want to say this. I don't care what Jill say. I posted that <laughs> video of you and your daughter a year ago. You the first girl. Uh, before she was on before she before she was on the <laughs> interwebs. <laughs> she right, she right, she right, she right. I don't care. But also, let me just say this. Listen, you know, <laughs> yeah, you can take time to yourself. But if you don't know who you are, if you don't know what you really love outside of the things that, and you spoke on this yourself, you know, out of the things that constitute your roles, then you'll have time alone doing things and wondering what else you could oh, be doing. Oh, man, that's, that's super you know, facts. And, <laughs> that's super facts. Not if you got and your I'm meditation like, you know, game right, though, because that's part of it. That's, that's part what I'm of, working of, on of now. learning the meditation is to be able right. to center yourself. Because not for nothing, Asia... I ain't there yet. Like, I feel him in a way because I'm like, I'm not 100% sure of mm -hmm. who I am and what I'm doing here. Mm -hmm. So that is... I don't know if it's about being 100% sure. Well, not least asking yourself right. those questions. Because I think sometimes, particularly with our men, they don't get to ask anything it's about It's all subject to change. Yeah, everything mm -hmm. is all subject to change. So, But they don't get to just pose the question. You know, and posing that question inconsistently can, can give you at least some space. To say, you know, on today in this moment, I had to learn. At first, I thought, hey, ask the question once a week. Now I'm to asking myself that question several times. Yeah. Whereas I wouldn't, where I would think, oh, I got to make this time to talk to me. You know, and I talked to me all day. I, I had to walk myself. I told my neighbor the other day, she said, Jill mentioned taking a walk. But I think for me, it was more than a walk. It was me saying, in this moment, right now, who I am is a woman who will need to be interacting mm -hmm, with nobody mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And the only place I could go to not interact was to take a walk. Mm. So it was like, yeah. Well, Aja, Aja has been married to her husband for teen for how many years? 22. Boom, oh, boom. Deuce, deuce, wow. baby. 22 I ain't been years. doing nothing consistently for 22 years that don't involve eating or breathing. <laughs> and they have six children. Oh, sweet God. Together. Right. <laughs> Together. <laughs> a Bye. black family. Oh, y'all a family family. Oh, and yes. not to mention that they work together. Yes. So, as oh, kindred and the family soul. Oh. That's right. Super talented couple. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just put two and two together. I know exactly who you are. 
Yo, y'all are goals, man. And I never say that. I never say <laughs> that because I, I feel like that's some like surface level type. But like, y'all are goals. Y'all are goals. Y'all are goals. That's what's up. I can't do six though. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, my brother, don't do it. <laughs> Listen to your brother and your sister. Don't do it, my oh, man. Don't do it. Man. I will say this. I'm going to say this to you, though. You've been a gift to us, too, because I sent that the video you just recently did to my husband. Uh-huh. I'm in the middle of writing a project, and I wrote an entire essay about some feelings that I had about him in light of mm-hmm. that as well. But I want to say this to you. You dropped a gym today, even in your anguish. So that's, mm-hmm. that's your genius, really, in so many ways, is that your honesty and transparency opens up a space for all of us to find ourselves. Oh, wow. So you said you weren't getting enough nutrients out of your joys. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. That right there, not enough nutrients out of my joy. Most yeah. people don't even know the importance of joy. How about that? <laughs> or even that it has a nutrient yeah it's that, it, that that you can even yeah what works for me because i think i think when it comes to joy and finding it it really is individual i try to think about what my nine-year-old self really liked doing and i really like riding my bike with my basket and i like going around the block and humming my little songs <laughs> I really love that. And I try my best, like for the Tyler Perry party, that big Tyler Perry revealing of his new studio. I was nervous. It was so many people and it was such a big deal. And I was scared. And did I wear the right thing? Or they're going to ask me questions. Fuck, 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 all of that. (laughs) And instead, I decided that I was going to be nine on the bike. And I rode around. And on my all my legs, and I, I I looked at everything that was happening, and I was like, mm. <laughs> and I had a wonderful time because I didn't feed into what I was supposed to be doing or what I was supposed to be feeling like. I decided I was just gonna enjoy this thing. And look at everything, and I want to taste that, and I, I want to say hi to this guy, hi, and then I'm gonna go over here. It doesn't matter to me what you think. It doesn't matter to me what you think. I'm here for a reason. I know that because I'm here. And that's it. How did you get there? How did you get there? 20 years. That's how. It is something to time a little bit. Sorry. It's 20 years. I learned. Yep. I think that's such an important part of it. It's like when you see these weight loss videos. And you just see her with the after and the Coke bottle. Right. And then before she got on like the big moo-moo. And, you know, that's and it's supposed to be like, look, I lost 80 pounds in three weeks. How? Right. Cool, but how? Right. The how is the hard part. And and they don't tell you that. I mean, it wasn't, the how is what you're experiencing, what you're doing. The how is, and honestly, I mean, let's just keep it 100. These kinds of thoughts publicly for Black men and for Black women to witness it is elevating the conversation. Yeah. It's helping other people to get there quicker. Yeah. So yeah. in the time that it takes you, you know, that, that the time aspect is really just about the, the, the patience and the forgiveness <sighs> and, the, and the compassion and empathy that you must exhibit for yourself. 
You know what I mean? I think a lot of times we find compassion an easy thing to give other people, but we don't find it an easy thing to give ourselves. Mm, definitely. The time allows you to be compassionate and giving you that perspective. You know what I'm saying? And accepting that when people say something to you, when they say, hey, man, you helped me get there, that's a real thing yeah, right uh-huh. there. Yeah. That's a real yeah. thing that you can own. And you can own that. You can own that as a, as a part of your, your journey and your vessel. It's like, yeah, I did. I, I helped someone and that I'm not a phony or a fake because it's taken me longer to get there. I helped you get there. I was busy helping you. Man, you're talking on some stuff now. You know? Yeah, that because that's a thing. <laughs> I, that's I a helped thing. you. I was, I was busy putting my stuff out into the universe and being the vessel. You know what I mean? Because sometimes that can be heavy, too. I know Asia and Fatine carry that weight a lot of times with even the perception of what their life is and who they are. But I feel like the more that you pass on your word and the more that you you get people to open up like you, the less heavy that gets, right? Because the weight is being distributed now because it's not just me. You know, if you would have told me that about a year ago, I didn't have the faith in people that I have now after like this whole social media explosion, I get a lot of DMs. I can't even get through them all. Me and my cousin, we were deleting them for three hours and it still said 999, which is as high as it counts. They weren't moving. There's probably tens of thousands of them in there, but some people really just speak about their lives and where they are. And maybe something I said sparked or kindled them to have some sort of either transformative change or the first step toward it or something that is on their radar that they never thought about before. And it's like when you create music or any other art, you'll spend 25 minutes, you'll you'll spend three days working on a song. You're like, this is my baby. This is my passion. And you release it, but it's the song that you kind of like, you know, I kind of like this. Let me put it out here. And everyone's like, oh my God, that's the greatest thing you ever wrote. And I I feel like that with the thoughts. So it's easy to discount it when people say, oh man, this really changed the way I think. But I'm really starting to sit in it and realize how big that is if someone can have a shift in thinking and take that back to their family. How about you're introducing joy into other people's lives and they didn't even understand the concept. Mm. That's wild to me. I mean, I'm very thankful that I can do that. Yeah. I'm really thankful. I'm really, really, really thankful because you can't put a value on that, um, especially now where... And you don't have all the answers to own that piece, right? So you don't have to have all mm-hmm. that. Like, I don't have to have a perfect marriage mm-hmm. to celebrate love, yeah. to celebrate family. I don't have to have a perfect relationship to know that my man is so beautiful. You know what I mean? And he got hella flaws. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I don't have to, all those things that we allow white supremacy to tell us that our excellence has to be paired with perfection. And that is not the truth. Black people are excellent in the mundane. So at that part of it, it's that you don't have to live up to any expectation of perfection in and specifically in your own mind, because it's your mind is the one that you are tussling with, not tussling with anyone else. You're tussling with you and that tussle with you. Oh, yeah, baby. That's that life that joint man. right there. That's the one that ain't going away. That's that tussle that's going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, settle that with him. Yeah, we get, we get, we get like, a little cozy now. We get a little cozy. You said it. Yeah, we get cozy. I, I'm taking your advice. You said it. You said, man, it's the relationship you have with the anxiety. You know, and some days it's going to be a tussle. Some days y'all going to be cuddled. 
Some days y'all gonna be like, hey man, what's up? And some days you'll be like, nigga, get the hell yeah. out of my face. Man. And you got to be you know, okay and, with that. You oh, got okay. to you gotta be, be okay, okay with, with that. You got to be okay yeah. with that. And that that goes back to I think the bailiwick of everything we've been talking about, and that's like expectations, managing your expectations and knowing where you are. I'm at this Tyler Perry party. I don't feel comfortable. I'm going to, okay, what do I want? I, w- I want to feel comfortable. I'm going to be my nine-year-old self with my motherfucking bike. And I'm going to smile and I'm going to be okay. And I think what all of us need to hear sometimes, it even takes Jill Scott 20 years to get there. Mm. You know? Come we on. need to hear that part. We need to hear, mm-hmm. like, I can take these pictures with my wife. <laughs> it was funny. We had a, uh, I threw her a surprise, like, drive-by birthday celebration. And we recorded it. And we were beefing at the time. We weren't even speaking. Like, we we were, we, we were just in that, you know, you hit those places in your marriage where I love you, but I don't like you. And I don't want to talk to you right now unless I have to. But I'm going to throw you this goddamn birthday party. <laughs> and you gonna like it but that's what it is and that's the complexity of being human that's the complexity of being human with another human being human with yourself realizing that you're more human than you thought you were originally care i want you to think really really big okay i just want you to think really really dumb big huge Bigger than huge, gigantic, enormous. All right, let's do it. Because we talked about this before, but we haven't really been living. We've been surviving. So to teach people how to just be human. Ain't that some shit that we got to learn how to be human? Simple Mm -hmm. shit ain't simple no more. That we've been lost. But I don't know that we ever had as a people, Mm -mm. we've been surviving Mm -hmm. and struggling and making do and escaping, catching up, but not exactly living. Mm -mm. So you're doing it and it looks good on you. I'm very, very happy for you, young man. And if you need us, J.Ill, the podcast, holla at us. I love you. Call us in. (laughs) I even want my auntie's car for you. I know it's true. It's true to what I want. Wait a minute. Hey, it's me, Eves, a producer on the podcast showing up again to offer you resources related to this episode. This time, Aja wants you to know about the Philly-based organization, Black Men Heal. Therapy is still, after all these years of struggling in silence, something that many of us Black folks don't want to touch or even consider. But as you can tell, that's not what we're about here on this show. Aja believes helping Black men deal with trauma is at the heart of strengthening their relationship with Black women. Black Men Heal's mission is to, quote, provide access to mental health treatment, psychoeducation, and community resources to men of color. They offer free therapy services and aim to help remove the stigma around Black men talking about and caring for their mental health. Of course, Black people of any gender can benefit from therapy, but it's a particularly taboo subject for Black men, and we want to dismantle that mindset. So yes, even if you can't access Black Men Heal, a mental health professional is likely within reach. As always, I'll drop a link to the organization's website in the episode description. 
Thank you for listening to Jill Scott Presents J.Ill, the podcast. Yeah. This podcast is hosted by Jill Scott, Laia St. Clair, and Aja Graydon-Dantzler. Its executive producers are Jill Scott, Sean G., and Brian Calhoun. It's produced by Laia St. Clair and me, Eve Jeffcoat. The editing and sound design for this episode were done by Christina Loringer. I listen, when Jill Scott calls you randomly at like 830, because, you know, she don't know she Jill Scott, you know, she don't, she, she don't get it. Like, That's she's very oh, true. just regular people. Like, no, no. Right. But. Yes. She's like, why are you screaming? Yes. <laughs> she don't get it. And I love that about it. J.Ill is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What are you looking for in a new smart TV? 4K picture quality? High quality and immersive sound? A sleek design? All of those are givens, but only the new Roku Pro Series has all of those and the Roku Streaming Experience, an award-winning OS. Get fast, easy access to all your apps like iHeart, where you can stream all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all day, and regular, all-inclusive trips to Roku City. The new Roku Pro Series, a smart TV built by the streaming pros.